For a long time, I found purpose in thinking that I could make a difference on an um, unrealistic scale, probably really not doing much to move in that direction. But the, just the idea of that has given me purpose. I also find purpose in thankfulness. So I've been in a place where things have been really dark and it helps me now just appreciate what I have. I don't take it for granted. I don't put my marriage at risk. I make sure I look after my wife in a way that she's not thinking about finding a better life. I am just thankful, but it's not even really, it's not even really a, a something that I have to practice. It's something that's sort of ingrained in me now that I just reflect every now and again and just be glad because I know how bad things can get. I know how dark things can get. And I'm in a good place mentally. Uh, things can always go wrong, but life is good as it is now. So I'm just thankful for when it's a good moment. And I just um, appreciate that, savour it. And um, that means a lot. So the small things um, are really enough for me to make me happy. Uh, a good TV show. A good conversation with my wife. Finishing a project. I love that. A lot of a lot of my meaning and motivation comes from projects and um, being creative. So I'd be lost, I think, maybe if I didn't, I wasn't practicing creativity if that was stifled. But at the same time, maybe I'd focus more on people and make people a bigger meaning in my life. So I'd spend more time with friends or developing connections and relationships and that sort of thing but generally I forgo that so I can have more time doing stuff like this I when you say meaning generally you think towards oh do you are you nihilist do you believe in nothing or are you a believer in God or what do you believe? So probably what keeps me going is the fact that while I don't know there is a God and I don't claim to know there's a God, I certainly act as if um, someone's looking out for my best interests and that the world has some sort of um, logic to it and hopefully some sort of um, sentient logic, which would be nice. Um the idea of a dead, unthinking universe is um, a bit cold. It might be true. Uh, I'm definitely a agnostic, and I think that's the superior form of being. Um, people claim to know, but they don't know. And you can practice things as if you know, which is fine. But the claim you know is pretty well a lie. There's nothing we really know. There's things where pretty certain of that work in practice where either um, as in in practicing there is a positive to doing something rather than a negative like eating healthy live longer and the days you have 
are more fulfilling and you're not as sick and not as lethargic. So you'd say tick, tick that box. Um, whether you practice it's another thing because there's plenty of things to drag you the other way. Um, and then the scientific truth, which is things that can be tested and come back as true. So you get a tick, tick for that. But the underlying meaning of why um, we we sometimes that changes. Why is that true? Is there circumstances where it's not true? That sort of thing. Um, and and when I act in the world, I try and act in a material world where um, not materialism, not all about buying and all that sort of shit that's a totally different thing but a material world is there's things that are known and can be tested and things that can be learned and lived through the material world and some sort of result comes about generally and that's something that shouldn't be denied so sometimes when you have a some sort of framework of being or a system of logic or a system of truths, some of them don't align with that material world. And some of those things are beneficial in the material world because they encourage things that are positive for a good life in this world. Uh, but also might have some downsides in different in in different areas, so it might be good for you, but not good for society or something like that. Or, um, but you can have things that deny those fundamental truths, which, while changing, are a good grounding for reality. As in, they change when we know more, we add more logic to it, we understand things more. We say this is wrong. We change principles. There's some fundamental things that don't seem to change, but they even might change. But I don't think it's healthy for societies and for me personally to stray too far away from what is real, what can be seen, touched, known, because unknown is up for grabs. So it's limitless. It's if you share those that uh, a set of knowledge that may not be provable, then there can be use to it and utility, and it could even be true, but it's still unknowable. It's still a a, a leap of faith, and generally, the things that are more metaf metaphysical and are more spiritual the things that help us in this world, in the material world, are the ones that um, permeate and last. So the, there'd be a lot of truth in all the big religions because they've lasted because they have a lot of utility for societies and um, individuals. And some of those truths that they acknowledge are transferable to the material world. A lot of them, and some of them, while 
like praying, well, can you say that God's listening? Um, maybe you you see connections that say it does, and ma maybe it does. Like I'm agnostic, and agnostics don't really know. They it could be. So you might put your hat in that ring. But things like prayer are also seem to be beneficial. So I pray, and I pray to God as if He's real. I don't, I don't like do it as a practice where I think, oh, this is. But there's probably even if God is not real, the practice itself is healthy, because it focuses you on what's important, um, on what's good, what you want recognize what's not healthy it's a good practice and if god is listening then you're in luck but a lot of people would rather not recognize the spiritual element because they're purists all we have is science and you know atheists but atheists are in the class of knowing in a way or they're either agnostic and they put their hat in the ring of there is no god because it's unknowable so i don't know how healthy and happy atheists are in general it's probably a wide spectrum but i'm talking about averages or whatever um do they live a good life? Is there some downsides to thinking that way? Or is it... Um, but I, I really... I think we are attuned to a spiritual nature probably because we didn't have knowledge to begin with and it was facts were more ethereal. So we'd practice something and it'd have positive results so we'd, we'd stick with it or... Um, it was more a fuzzy logic. But for me personally, I don't see myself as an atheist. I see myself as an agnostic because I think it's beneficial to me and it's me keeping my mind maybe not open but not closed, as in I don't shut out everything. I give things an opportunity and find find some sort of logic in it where I can um, some sort of grounding um, because for me fish don't swim in distilled water um, so I lean on the side of the idea of like I can't I can't imagine just dying and and just not existing i i i i don't like that idea even if it's just the fact that i exist in time and that time is stable or something even though science probably very much proves that wrong that time is fluid and comes and goes or whatever but um yeah i like the idea that there's a permanency about me um Maybe I'll cling on to that because of natural fears. and But I don't think it hurts. And I, I don't think it makes me soft or weak or 
um, makes my logic when I think of answers for stuff wrong. Um, but I, I too try and not be too superstitious because um, I feel that can create barriers and um, get cr create traps in your mind that um, lead you away from reality. Like I want a firm grounding in reality. One, because I'm a schizophrenic, which means I'm delusional and paranoid and I, I can get psychosis. So that means all, all interpretations of the world are up for grabs, and if I lean too heavily on one, well, I, I'll go to a dark place. Like if I believe in the devil, I might have an a episode in psycho, psychosis and I won't have enough grounding in reality to sort of say, well, maybe this is not real, but and sort of keep me from doing something that I'll regret later or making a fool out of myself. Um, there's still, I'm still, there's something that grounds me. I'm not, I'm, I'm in a bad place, but I'm not um, volatile. Uh, and also when I, when I go away from a grounding in reality where there's some realness to reality and it's not just a projection from my mind or something if we go down that path because that sort of leads to that <sighs> breakfast of champions idea of the world where you're where nothing is real which takes away all meaning and it just it's painful um and also makes you completely paranoid because that means it, it bottoms out your your reality where you don't really know um, what people are about. There's no there's no grounding for your interpretation for things. And that's where my brain will go to um, a place that's um, un, unhealthy and creates disharmony in my life. So, but luckily if I do... I I I I get different different layers of psychosis. Like I can be slightly like that, and I can be fully like that. But sometimes I just drink too much coffee, and I'm a little bit paranoid. And there's a there's a little bit of um, reality that slips away where I let in ideas that aren't um, grounded in reality, or might be the reality but if it is it's a bloody long shot and there's there's it it lacks a lot of reason and um, um lacks a lot of logic over time like it um i've sort of built my understanding of the world over time and it's stable because if i push this object it's always going to move or whatever and to think that object can just talk to me i don't know that's silly but uh, i don't know but um i definitely like have to having a firm grip on reality and not be too superstitious or looking for signs because that's when i'm i'm um i'll probably get delusional about who i am and add a layer of meaning to things that aren't there um yeah, that's my problem with superstition. Like, at least the main religions are shared um, spiritual knowledge, while the sort of more 
spiritual stuff where, where is is make up your own shit and um sort of sort of make up your own meaning and that's adding a layer of meaning to the world which is not shared by others so it doesn't have utility yeah it it just you know you like like if you tell yourself something good's going to happen but you don't you don't work on making that good happen it's like you don't meet your destiny halfway you don't you you think someone's going to knock on the door and everything's going to happen but it doesn't because you don't you're basing that on a layer you've added a layer of um layer of meaning to the world and you've told yourself something that you will say will come true but you haven't added a layer of reality to make it happen you've just given a meaning and then think and then you have to reinterpret that down the track and but you've lost you've lost the ability to act in the real world or or you or, or you've you haven't fully acted in the real world to um to bring about what you want to achieve or or happiness or whatever like it certainly it it adds it might add a layer of positivity and give you the right sort of energy around people and i don't mean spiritual energy i just mean po uh, like like you're directed in the direction you want to go but um unless you take the right steps it can be a helper but it can also stop you from fully practicing what you need to do because you'll let you you'll let your weaknesses you won't you won't recognize your weak areas or you won't work on your weak areas because you think well it's not that important because this is like this is going to happen because i've told myself it will and i rub the magic rock and and the magic rock tells me that this is going to happen and also there's you it, not only does it how it affects relationships but it also becomes manipulative so you can when you're in that path of um path of my words has some sort of spiritual essence um you mightn't realize it but you use that as a tool and yeah so it becomes a manipulation um and i find that like anything that sort of like i've had i must admit i've had weird experiences in my life that led me to believe that um there was more to reality than what is seen and what is known and but it wasn't healthy for me to practice that in the real world it led me to a place where i was isolated and probably delegitimized myself and probably added too much meaning because it, it was like this thing that was incongruent with the world so i added layers of meaning onto that incongruency that sort of fit what i wanted that that sort of i looked at it from a stage of what was optimal for me to do my to carry out what i wanted to do which was to help the world 
but yeah, rather than grounded in reality, I um I went in a in a different path because I'd seen something or experienced something that was unreal or otherworldly or something. But generally, when I if I I am very, very like I don't, I don't no longer base my time or reality or think about things that separate my reality or little coincidences or stuff like that or little signs or things that tell me that I'm on a certain path or that um, that I'm somehow special or touched or. You know what I mean? Because it's just not healthy. And if you're looking for it, you'll find it. And you'll 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 miss you'll ignore the ten times you weren't right and focus on the one time you were right. And um and you become delusional and you don't you don't see your own um your own shortcomings or fallacies. And you have then you have to then you have to, once you speak it into the world and say, this is what I am or what I'm capable of, then you have the burden of proof. Then you have to go through life trying to um, show everybody. It's, uh, yeah. And that's why I think people become adept at manipulating because they've went down this path and thought they've been, had these special otherworldly little touches to their, to their being and they've then they have the burden of proof once they've spoken it and um so they're trying to sell that idea to others and that's when the once you start selling reality becomes more about the marketing of it then you know you have to you have to get up in the morning and tell yourself it's true and believe it so you've got to go through all that shit in your head and reinforce it and then you've got to you can either make it singular and be isolated or you're trying to be that in the world when and what you end up doing is you probably probably some people will will you know think yeah you've got something to offer but those people are generally vulnerable people or a or or a bit touched by unreality too, and it's whether those actions create fruit in their life or they just really they it becomes more of a game and it's entertainment for their mind, but it also distracts from um the optimal life they could live um while religions are more of a collective thing, so um, you can still go that way, like if you're saying you're a healer or whatever. Or um, I had a bloke that I had a sort or I said one leg, one of my legs was slightly shorter than the other, and he, he pulled on one leg and rubbed it, and then he put them back together, so all flat together, and say it was fixed. It was like it was pretty ridiculous, but... Um, he probably started out believing and then he's got to try and try and keep up this facade, not only for himself, but even though, yeah.
and you either go deeper down the rabbit hole or you re or, or you or you go nah this is no good which will bring shame and um and sort of on the fool so you can get trapped um but like i don't know like the way i see it if you've got some sort of thing you don't try and harness it it's not your thing just this is to rationalize if you have something so I'm not saying people do but I, I certainly rather favor living in a, a frames a mind frame of um you're only human but if you do go down that way of thinking well don't make it as something you control it's something that is it's it's just something else you don't try and manipulate it or i don't know um but yes uh, i mean people take money for that sort of stuff so they've sort of i don't think that's healthy i don't think it's good for society i don't think uh newspapers should be printing bloody horoscopes horoscopes just make you as far as i'm concerned not in control of your own life you think it's all up to destiny you don't get off your ass and actually make it happen like the world is actually such that you can actually manifest things through speech and um effort and work and movement you know but it depends if it's solidifying those things like in prayer or something and you're saying well this is what i want and then that helps you navigate yourself in the right direction so you're not forgetting in um, going back to ways that are just more rote that are like sit on the couch and eat chips and watch because it's a it's um low energy enjoyment you don't push yourself you don't um you don't yet there's not enough struggle everything is struggle if you're not up for the struggle then you won't get there like it's and struggle when you when you're low when your struggle can look so ugly and hard and when you when you just got no energy and you're burdened by depression or something like that struggle is too hard you don't want to try there's no joy in it there's not that part of your brain that spits out that little bit of good juice that makes it all rewarding and worthwhile it's just all too hard and struggle is something you avoid instead of something you take on and when struggle is not something that you avoid but something you walk into wholeheartedly with a smile on your face that's when you you're halfway there um but like so with me i always i'm not as naive as i used to be so if people say to me something i had this one of my mum's friends once said they were doing a seance and the table lifted up and started moving across the room now back then i believed it but now what i think is that lady is full of shit and her character would suggest that so i look at their character and look at um yeah look at their motivations and and also look how 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 logical is it do you have it on camera you know but there's some people believe like i don't even like magic because they're not honest about the fact that it's it's a manipulation it's not it's a it's a 
it's a trick. They're not on it. So a, a lot of people think that, uh, what a, what is that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. But they think he's real. He's He's got magical powers. And he doesn't. He's illusionist. The word illusion means not real or something like that. It's an illusion. It's a trick. Yet some people actually, and, and magic is not defined as, like illusion doesn't mean illusion for a lot of people. And I know there's shows that have sort of shown shown this and it's it's available to people, but I, I yeah. Some people are easily led and that's when they'll lose lose money on stuff that doesn't do any good for them, doesn't provide any utility or benefit besides the little high you get from the the act of it. It's a scam. Like, there's that guy who give a million dollars to show, anyone can show any sort of magical powers or psychic abilities, and no one's won that million dollars, you know? So when you, yeah, like I had a friend say to a, a, a class of people um, when we were at school that he experienced a UFO that came down and those shining bright lights in front of him. And, like, everyone believed it, like, wow, that's amazing. And then a few weeks later, we were hanging out together because we're all good friends, and he said, that story was bullshit. I just made it up. And I thought, that's sort of the basis of this shit. It's people trying to manipulate others, either for, to say, look at me, or to create a bit of entertainment, or to, they, they think they're doing you a favour sort of thing. But they're really, they're really taking you out of the bounds of what, how you can act in the world, and put you into a place where you, you're manifesting stuff that doesn't have the results that, um, that are written on the label. It makes people delusional, and so while while I'm an agnostic, I don't claim that there is no um basis for this stuff be simply because you can't see you can't know it you can't touch it you can't ex you, you can't um test it but at the same time um i act in the world in a way that i'm not fooled by stuff all the time and i'm not scared of the dark anymore and i'm not worried about seeing a ghost at night because i've been alive too long and i've seen too little ghosts and generally when someone sees a ghost, they see it out of the corner of their fucking eye. It's like, fuck, it was just a little imagination fart. And then they build a story around it. And your brain can take you to weird places. You can experience stuff. Like, I, I was on this um, forum. Oh, before I go there, I'll just say um, to do with how I act in the world. Or how I perceive things. So there is some part of me that is um, believes in more than the physical universe, and I can't let that go for one reason or another. Or I don't think logic determines that we can say that for sure. So I'm slightly open to a crack in the window or whatever. But I don't let all this bullshit in. I don't, I'm not, I'm not fooled easily. I'm not, I'm discerning. I'm, 
And I think more people should be that way. I'm what they call skeptical. Because once you get your, once you're not naive anymore, you sort of have a better, and you learn a bit about people, you can base more stuff in reality and not assume that what everyone speaks is truth and that they've got your best interests at heart and that they're trying to guide you somewhere that's honest. Sometimes people um, just want to be special and that takes them down a certain path. Um, want to be more than human and they want to convince others of that. And then before you know it, they're selling T-shirts. Um, like when I, when I started out on the journey of seeking, my mind was open to every possibility. I was easily fooled. I was easily led. I was looking for signs. I was trying to push pins along desks with my mind. I was reading about pyramids that float. I was like, I didn't know where to look for proper information. And what I got was a lot of gobbledygook that sort of distorted my um, little logic engine. Um, but a, a good frame of reference for if you're, if you're trying to learn something is does it have a magical element to it? And if it does, chances are there's an element of bullshit to it, you know? Um where it's like it's like people want to there's there's like before I based my ideas on information that I've gotten from my world so uh and became more of a a thinker and a learner um became more of a skeptic and had knowledge to base my schema in my world view on I was like same as the cave people and sort of like the people in the past you look for logic in the world but you're basing it on your own perceptions which are distorted because of the way the brain works and you're creating a narrative around that you're a narrative thinker before you have knowledge and you can be discerning it's a narrative. You create a narrative and you believe the stuff you think. And I was very creative and had, I could piece stuff together. So I'd created a big world that all worked together in that. But it wasn't based on reality because I wasn't, I wasn't looking for, I was looking for certain knowledge that affirmed my um, worldview and understanding. And I didn't know whether to, where to look for, I like like every every idea I come up across, I thought it was like well a world beating, and I was, and I was, um, and I, I was just this incredibly smart person who was coming up with all these wonderful ideas, and then I learned and I learned to read. I started reading books. And I did come up with ideas that the people come up with before, but then you see that they're proved wrong and that it shows the cracks in them. Like I, I had this theory of um, the blank slate theory, the tabula, tabula rasa from psychology, and 
but not to the level that the guy who come up with it did where he he expressed it in a in in a formulated way on a paper um but then that's been disproven so i i believe that logic and i were, my ideas were based on the logic of that like it, all good thinkers these days um there's a heap of knowledge out there you don't start from ground zero just because you want to be original because you'll just be distorted and you you're just kidding yourself like the only you just you'll go down rabbit holes because you don't understand your own brain and it'll just be an ego driven thing that leads you to madness it's or 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 um yeah maybe not to madness but yeah you're better off with shared wisdom, whether it's in church or if you want to go down that way or with the understanding that we know through um, through the last 500 years of the Enlightenment, um, through science and, and, and um, philosophy, all these, all these things that you can learn, which a lot of people steer clear of because they're so in depth, but you can sort of, um, the, the fruits are really, really worth it. It's just knowing that the fruit is there, that, that the knowledge is there to begin with and how it'll help you because you don't know. You, people don't know what they don't know. And the funny thing about learning for yourself, you think you've got a depth of knowledge on a, on a subject, but really it's that thing where, and there's a word for it, the, the explanation, the depth of explanation fallacy, which can be explained by telling people to explain in depth their ideas. But if you read a book, like if you read a quote or something, you get the idea of it. But I used to read quotes and little bits of text and that sort of thing. And I'd never change as a person. I, I, I think that's wonderful. I want that to change my life. But it never really did. You put it on the wall and that. It's because you can't, it's not a full idea. It's just a small little bite of a concept. And sometimes they do grab you and you can incorporate them into your being and it'll, it'll change you. But generally, if you really want that, you go and grab that idea and you and you read all about it you read the you, you read you read the the depth of it the full scale of it you you dig deep and that's when that's when if it is something to do with how you act in the world or your being it'll help you to um It'll help you to navigate the world, and if it's something to do with the mind, it'll help you be clear, think clearer, and all that sort of thing. Like Buddha got it right when he, when rather than go, so I was think of all the answers, and didn't question that my brain was wrong. I I I thought my logic is spot on, so I believed everything that I said. I pretty much thought that if I said it, I was right. So I was one of these people that was always right, and um, and it's and not only till you you learn a bit more that you realise how how quickly your logic can fall away and how how wrong you can be and how there's a bit, there's a lot more um dimensions to what you're thinking about than what you know, than what you're aware of. 
And um, yeah, so Buddha, Buddha was about clearing the mind. He, he sat under a tree and rather than try and he, he think his way through it, he settled the mind. And I, I think that's brilliant because it's something that's not, it's, it's, it's um, counterintuitive. Like, but it, it, it changed the whole culture of people in the East. And it's, and it's making headway in the West. Um, and it's done me the world of good of actually settling your mind and not giving power to, to all these ideas that your mind pops up with. And I'm, I'm like, think through it, think through it. If I've got a problem, I... I obsess over it. You know, I was obsessing when really the problem was the obsession, not the problem itself. It was the obsessing trying to think through it. I didn't have the tools to think through it. And I also didn't, I put too, I put too much value on that problem. I want to talk more about meditation because it's, it's not some, it's not some metaphysical thing. There's nothing metaphysical about it. There, you can get meditation that has meta, metaphysical elements where you, it, but really, um, at this stage, meditation is science. And so I want, I'll, I'll go through a meditation at one stage because it, it's, it's something that I don't practice, but something like I am more mindful in general than I used to be. And I was, I'm always scattered. Like I was a very scattered person because I'd jump from one thought to another and I couldn't concentrate for too long. But I am more mindful now. And I don't let little ideas that don't deserve my attention grab a hold of me and sweep me away like I used to. Sometimes I do, but not as often as I used to. I pretty much had a, a, an obsessive... There is a word for it. It got really bad at one stage where... Um, yeah, anyway. Ah... Oh. So, I went on, no, no, it was a Facebook group, and these people were talking about, um, have you had an out-of-body experience? And these young people were talking like they've taken drugs or they've meditated or whatever, and they've had an out-of-body experience, like it, it was a real thing. But you could just tell by the naivety of these people that was it was naive people telling naive people they had an experience, but ex um, really, really conflating what they experienced. So they experienced something a little special where, and they they jumped on it as if they'd done it because they think it can be done, and so they want to say they've done it. Mm. You can imagine it and you can feel like it, but it's whether it's actually happening. But this is what you do when you're young. You're looking. You're looking for answers to fix your life and to fix your problems, and a lot of the times you go to this. You go, you won't. You won't think that science has the answers because you think about science as like um, like, like atoms and stuff like that. It, you know, in psychology is what counselors do. It's all about talking or whatever, and um, it's a, it's all about um bringing up the issue so it doesn't affect you so much or something like that. We've got this sort of rudimentary view on what it is, and then you've got philosophy, which is all high fluting things about oh the blah 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 whatever whatever that and and there's nothing to offer there. But like there's 
But if people would just realise that they can actually have a better life from understanding some of the mechanisms of how they think and the little mind traps we have, and they can just be happier. And they, they'll be, you know, they might have relationship issues and they don't understand. Um, they, they're not aware of some part of their personality. It's just, it's just, and other people are aware of it, but they're not. And even if someone brings it up, they're like, that's not me. Like, you know, you're, you're just being mean. It sort of externalise the problem onto them. Or... It's something that they can't fix or something. Whether it's just knowledge, it's it's just incorporating knowledge into your sort of your schema, the way you think about things, the way and and that projects into the way you act into the world. And for a lot of like, I've still got problems with people. Like I I, I must admit, like because I'm a schizophrenic, I get paranoid, I'm untrusting. But for a schizophrenic. I'm doing really bloody well. I'm a success story because schizophrenic's one of those things where people go, oh, you, you're a problem. We don't, you know, not the sort of people you want to employ or whatever. It, people have fear around it, but also there's um, an unmanaged schizophrenic can be a pain in the ass and people don't want to be around that. They don't want trouble. Not that they want to be trouble. It's just that they're, their brain's out of whack, but you know, you you can be better. And it's it's not like it's not like because I have some sort of structure to my brain and some sort of um uh like I can spot certain things or whatever uh that'll lead me down a dark path or whatever it doesn't mean that if I don't take my medication I won't get sick. It means I probably won't do as much stupid shit, but um, I'll still get sick. And that's it like, I've got to take my medication. That's it. I've got to take it. And it's amazing because humans have developed a tablet that ta- makes me normal. It doesn't make me, ab- like my normal state is not how I am when I'm not taking the tablet. Like I am ill. Like, my brain's not regulating right. Um, But with this tablet, I can be, have some semblance of normalcy. And I I do live a good life. I I can't, I struggle with people that I can't trust. So if, I really can't handle people that are passive aggressive or looking like competitive or anything like that. I, I just can't handle it. I can't handle it. I get I get into these mind loops and I, I really struggle to get out of them. Um, but generally, I I get out of them within a day or two. But if I if I was to get in one that lasted longer, I could use meditation to help that and to calm my mind. But um, it's really about I've got to steer clear of stimulants. But I love coffee so much. I love it, and it's very hard for. Like most schizophrenics or a lot of schizophrenics smoke and it's that hard to give up. So I, I've been chewing, chewing, chewing nicotine tablets for years. So I've probably got weak bones or whatever it causes um, you to have. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I'm able to hold down a relationship. Like I don't have many people in my life, but I've got a good relationship with my parents, and that has taken a while. Like I didn't trust them. I, I just didn't trust them because they would trigger me. They weren't trying to hurt me, but the way I was, it was hard for them to be the people that I needed them to be, and I actually had to be the change for them to give me what I needed. I had to. I had to meet them on a certain level for them to be themselves around me and to not be um, making me feel unwell. And now I like I'm, I, I can be triggered by my parents very easily, but they, they don't trigger me so much because they don't try to trigger me or they don't, they don't accidentally trigger me because they're, they're happy with our relationship. So they're not looking to poke holes in my reality to sort of see what's going on in that little brain of mine, seeing what, why I'm upset or what, the, you know, or because they feel, they probably feel some some resentment and bl- and and feel that they're blamed when I like like they like I'm being upset around them. They've upset me, so. It's like I'm saying it's your fault sort of thing that I'm upset, even though I'm not saying that. But it's, it's they feel it's their fault, so they have to justify it, and, they, and then that creates, um, creates uh, sort of this negative feedback loop because they're just people, and, um, you know, they're, they're not... Uh, they're just average people, and they, they don't understand what's going on for me, so they, it, they can get... Um, put out by my nonsense because they do a lot for me and they have done a lot for me and um, they've always stuck by me but um, that trust with them can slip away but it's it's a lot solider now but and it sinks to my wife too so it's very hard to trust and it's very hard to not see there's some sort of um, people trying to stick pins in you when you're when you're unwell, or try to um, push you in a certain direction, um, or see you in such a way that you don't want to be seen, or that, or put you in some sort of box, or or just it, it, the reality slips out altogether, and you 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 know they might be taking you to town, but that you think they're taking you to be executed or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's when it's bad, it it, it gets like that. You know. Or you don't, you just don't trust that people have your best interests, and you don't trust reality. Um, you think the curtain's going to be drawn back, and you're going to see this world where um, the vampires are going to suck your blood, which is sad. But you know, at least I've got some insight where, when I do get to that stage, I don't react. I just it affects me. It affects me very much. So. And it's very rare I get to that stage, very rare. I've been hospitalised twice, um, once recently and once in 2012. Um, but it, it certainly does affect me, but I don't, because I'm not, I don't fully believe what I'm, I know there's a, that I could be wrong, that there's there's a seed in me that says, well, this, this is what I'm experiencing and I think this way, but... This is probably not reality, and I am going to get better, and then things are going to be okay. 
so I don't react like I don't, I'm not trying to save my own life or anything or, um, or thinking people are, are dangerous or whatever. Um, I sort of have an acceptance to it. So I accept what's happening and I just hope that it's not my worst fears because that's pretty much what it is. It just brings up your worst fears. So your worst fears become your reality, I suppose. But when you, when you're schizophrenic and you don't have the right sort of schema in your brain or the right sort of mindset to handle it, um, that's when you live a terrible life. And I, I did live that life. And then I hit rock bottom and I started putting in the hard yards. And I started to go, well, I've got to fix myself. And I, I, and I stopped looking at the fluffy stuff and stopped looking at the stuff which affirmed my existing beliefs and allowed my existing scheme to take to keep intact i i got to the stage where i could no longer um admit uh, tell myself that i was in the right that i knew what i was doing that i knew uh, that my purpose was on track i knew that i'd gone way sideways and i also thought i was and i probably was in many ways i'd been um What's the word when you're kicked out of your tribe? Um, I'd been ostracised or whatever um, because of just the weird shit I was getting up to. And, um, yeah. But it, it, it was actually, it was actually, I found inner strength from um, actually admitting I was alone in the world. So I admitted to myself that the only person that can help me is me and I have to solve this problem. I can't expect anything from mum and dad for them to change for me, to give me what I need to, like, it was just a fallacy. I had to give me what I needed. I had to, I wasn't going to get some, um, some sort of pass into manhood, some sort of ritual to say I'm a man now. I had to give it to myself. I had to grow up. I had to, I had to fix my problems and I had to become aware of them. And I had to stop telling myself that my externalizing everything and saying, well, this wasn't, this is because of them or because of that or because of that. I had to say, well, I'm wrong. I am wrong and I have to change. And that's a really hard place to get to. And a lot of people don't get there. And they go through life a mess their whole life and they probably die early because they're alcoholics or whatever. And they don't clean themselves up. They don't work out their problems because they don't go to that stage where um, they sort of lose everything and they're, they've they hit rock bottom. And some people, like, it's the only time I've considered suicide and some people don't go through that darkness and make it through because they think the darkness is reality forever. And that's what it feels like. I couldn't find messages of hope for schizophrenia running online when I was sick it was like it was all dismal it, it, it was all dark the world was dark and depressive and every there was spooks behind every corner and everyone was against me like whether that was in my mind or reality but sooner or later if it's in your mind you make it a reality because you sort of you sort of push it in that direction where you 
people don't like not being liked and if you if if someone think if you think someone's against you you and you confront them with it they'll think they'll treat it like you don't like them like you've made them the problem so they won't like you so you know what i mean it's this um it's this self self fulfilling prophecy but the first time I went into hospital, I was there for a week, and that pretty much I I, I experienced um, post traumatic psychosis when I got out, and my world was rocked. The second time I went in was about four or five months ago, and I was there. I had to stay two nights because they won't let you out on the weekend. But I woke up in the morning and I was fine. I was just like, yeah, I'm back to reality. Let me out. Um. That night was hell. I thought I was in um, purgatory or whatever. It was, and I thought I was going to be murdered at the hospital. Um, I thought I was in there to be murdered. But anyway, that's the end of the story. The wife's home. See you later.